Welcome to Feminist Reading Extra Talk for the movie Parasite. So this is where we'll be talking about everything about the movie that we didn't go over. I guess the non-feminist stuff, though it might come in. Um, obviously, spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, then again, if you listen to the end of the first one, you know. You already spoiled yourself. Everyone <laughs> dies. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. This will be a little more casual format. And Okay, so what else do you want to say about this movie? Well, actually first of all, let's say let's let's bring up the topic. Parasite. Conceptually. Parasite. Conceptually. Yes. I mean, what in this movie is the the nominal parasite, do you think? Money? Must be that. Greed? The family? Who is being parasitic off of who? You know, at the end of the movie, or somewhere near the end of the movie, I thought, whether you're poor or rich, you're just not good. <laughs> you're <just laughs> if not you're not a good, good person, you're not a good person. That's most people. <laughs> I was like, uh, like they're all kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of all kind of awful, because, you know, you can kind of see why they are the way they are, but... They're bad people. Yeah. No one does that. Who does that? Who does that? Yeah. And, you know, I think something that I hear people bring up a lot is the quote about, of course they're nice. They can afford to be nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something people touch on a lot. And I do think that the movie showed that, like, honestly, besides the obvious elitism that the, the rich family showcases they're they're not really out there interfering with others in the same way that mm-hmm. the poor family is and i guess you could say the poor family is the ones becoming a parasite onto the rich family and that's sort of where that comes from and you know i don't think it is necessarily oh i don't think it's necessarily demonizing them by saying, wow, these poor people are just sucking up all the resources Mm -hmm. of these rich people. That is kind of what they are doing. I do think there's much more nuance to it, but I think that may be what the message is going for. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about understanding the circumstances someone's in to become a parasite like that, to swindle and feed off of someone else's circumstance. Well, humans in general are parasitic creatures. Especially when they're being conceived. Who said it was like (laughs) humans are a virus on Mother Earth? Oh, gosh. Everybody. I feel like it was an alien or (laughs) an alien character or a robot character. It was, was it in an anime? (laughs) I don't know. It was correct, though. Yeah, whoever said it, it was right. (laughs) You were right. I think it's pretty relevant for today because we're recording this on black friday yeah this is what we chose to do with our black friday yeah it was packed theater though yeah and and so you know obviously the topic of consumption has to come up yes so i will for humans at least consumption isn't really about destroying it's more like about absorbing and yes. we see that in the movie. They slowly absorb everything from the rich family. Be it 
you know, the college friends, love interests, who's a minor. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, drinking their um, alcohol, sleeping in their bed, choosing which bed they're going to sleep on. Whatever. Eating all their food, choosing how to use their food, mm-hmm. and the money they get from the jobs, and how they're going to use that. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, we take. <laughs> Sometimes it could be, well, there is no innocent way to take. If you're a living creature, you will consume somebody else's life, something else's life, in order to sustain your own, and you will create waste. Period. <laughs> period that's just the nature of being human that's why humans are virus in a plague upon the earth (laughs) yeah i mean that in the kindest way possible (laughs) and do i (laughs) i mean that in the toughest love way possible yes (laughs) in the tough love way and so you know something like black friday we buy things to absorb into our identity and basically that's sort of what happened in the movie where they kind of absorb the identity of the rich people mm-hmm. or at least their stuff yeah i mean it was interesting too how when they were eating together at that restaurant like oh it's a it's a driver's restaurant they were already cosplaying they yep. were just it was a i mean they use that phrase in there and it's like they were cosplaying rich people so the moment that it was time to for a job opening they would be like okay mm-hmm. now we're going to absorb the identity of someone you just made up we we created a shell for you to fill yep and then you just like and then you feed they feed on on this mm-hmm. family's weaknesses and sort of carve them out and say like yep. how can we get in under their skin mm-hmm. you know like the jessica we'll call her is a good example of that and how she manages to call out this you know, she's pro- sort of maybe guessing or grasping mm-hmm. at straws. She's like, did something happen to your son? And, oh, she hit the jackpot there. She fed right mm-hmm. into the mother's you know, naivety and her and her and her fears about whether she's a good mother. And, like, if like her if son family's is, like, normal. if her family's mm-hmm. normal, if her, mm-hmm. if her son is growing up well, which is every parent who cares, number one fear, yeah. like, is something wrong with my child? Especially if it's, like, a boy, I guess, and they have, like, Mm-hmm. And they're very active, right? We all know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, that's already in your radar and in your insecurities and just preying on that, right? And she pretty went much. right in that vein. Yeah, pretty much. And I think maybe, like, on a larger scale, like, actions you take or your underlying weaknesses and how you attack other weaknesses, others' weaknesses is like a parasite in that it infects everything else and that mm-hmm. seemed to sort of come to a poetic fruition with the whole sewage leak mm-hmm. when it was just like literally oh shit <laughs> but it did come full circle at the end yeah um the parasite did eventually inhabit that house you know yeah he killed the he- man of the family the head of the household and eventually they inhabited that house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, humans are parasites. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, they 
the poor family not only exploited and fed off of the rich family, but mm-hmm. off of the old housekeeper and her husband. Yeah. Just took the one thing that they seemingly had, that bunker, mm-hmm. and fed off of that in order to scurry yeah. away like a cockroach from yeah. their own fate. Because yeah. he ran to evade the police by staying in that bunker, but he took the bunker. He wouldn't have been able to stay there had he not rid it of its previous pests or yeah. inhabitants, right? They're the new pests, no. Yeah. You yeah, know? the housekeeper and her husband did nothing wrong. I mean, they're, yeah, it's creepy and weird, but it's not like they were going to use that bunker anyway. They didn't even know it was there. They didn't know it was there. But, and... You know, it's telling because the housekeeper's husband also had the same issue as, you know, the main character's father, where it's a bunch of failed businesses, even like the same kind of business, like a cake business. Mm -hmm. So it's just like replacing one pest with another. Yeah. And so in the end, everything fell into place, you know. There was no real redemption, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, except that you're glad that, you know, it was a happy quote-unquote ending yeah i feel like it's really easy to feel so many different things about it which of course i think is the point Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it was really something when you know how much the poor family was judging the old housekeeper and her husband yeah it was like you went to loan sharks yeah. Like, as if that is so wor- much, like, a horrible thing to do when they're the ones who literally broke mm-hmm. into that bunker and put these people out of a job and, like, exactly. you know, are threatening to kick them out of the bunker when they're not really doing anything to harm anyone. Yeah, and call the police on <laughs> and them. And call the police on them. Like, Acting all high and mighty. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a fascinating scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just kind of loans sort of are one of those things that sort of touch on like the overall societal ways we consume and like leech off of people like Mm -hmm. loans are supposed to i you know assist people who can't who don't have access to those means but we all know what it looks like and feels like to be Mm -hmm. in debt well maybe not all of us know what it feels like to be in debt but we can sort of try and imagine, especially through, you know, representations of it, I guess. Yeah. Which they didn't go into that in much detail, but that was just something that stood out to me, um, watching that interaction about that in particular. Yeah, so the movie is pretty much about, you know, poor family um, eating the rich, I guess, mm-hmm. and then becoming the rich. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what that means, but well, this is interesting because I the interpretation that I got the ending was not necessarily that he did end up buying the house. They showed that, but I kind of saw that more as a daydream and a fantasy mm-hmm. than it actually happening because yeah. it did go back to the present. So I don't, I don't think we're meant to either assume that he was able to get the house one no, day or that's not. True. But I mean, if he could get the house you know that would be interesting to see what would become of that family in their life Mm -hmm. because you know to mention things that didn't go anywhere by the end of the film what would the relationship be like between the father and his wife that was a straight that he they're basically estranged because he's running from the law you know Mm -hmm. and like 
really really i think we both maybe are just wondering a lot about what happens to this poor this the poor, poor wife, wife because yeah. she she's mourning her daughter's loss her her son had this like brain surgery and her husband is like on the run from the law like can we can we get a spin-off of how she's doing <laughs> like i just have a lot of questions about i'm, I'm worried about her <laughs> like think about it you know that's I mean, to go back to our feminist rating, that's a big, that's a lot, you know? And we know how the son dealt with it, and we know how the father dealt with it, and, you know, the daughter Mm -hmm. wasn't around to deal with it, but we didn't get anything from Mm -hmm. the mom, and that's a lot if you really break it down. Pretty much. So, you did mention that it could have been a fantasy, because, you know, he does have that, and then he's in his bed again Mm -hmm. with his letter. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess we we don't know if, you know, if that it ever, ever comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's some way he probably could have got into that house and, you know. Yeah. What I was thinking was that he invented some new scheme mm-hmm. to get him into an open house mm-hmm. from the real estate agents. Like, he somehow managed. Because, like, yeah, some people do just go sense, to open yeah. houses right mm-hmm. um but when they showed him reuniting with his father he just walks out really casually the real estate women are nowhere to be seen and then his mom's in the garden well right? they had the boxes so it's implied that they moved in yeah so and then it goes right back to the present so i really wonder what other people's interpretation of that is but i really do think it was kind of a fantasy i think especially because of yeah. the way the son talked a lot of the time mm-hmm. and you know some of the things that we see through his eyes sometimes mm-hmm. he does seem like he you know no, he illustrates did. pictures and have brain surgery <laughs> he did you could be hallucinating yeah and i mean oh that that's an even other interpretation <laughs> like is he just imagining that his dad's communicating with morse code yeah. doesn't that seem extreme although i will say that is a, to do it every night to do it every night like uh yeah i've seen a lot of south korean movies and sometimes they do have people who really be doing the most extreme thing to communicate mm-hmm. the most desperate things for years and years they do not give up they will get their message to someone mm-hmm. or they will find someone and see someone like if you've seen old boy like that's really all you need to that's know true. so yeah. you know that is a common theme that like i notice in 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 those in in movies in south korea um and yeah but so it could have happened but you're very right that it could not that whole sequence mm-hmm. could have also been um not even real like yeah it, it would make sense for him to dart back into the bunker and he, that would make that would logically check out that he would be able to hide there mm-hmm. um but because he knew where he kept the crank right and he mm-hmm. only he knew he was the only other person around that knew about it um and also maybe he could be watching and the dad will come out one night and that's also something yeah <laughs> yeah like in the middle of the night yeah yeah, that was the one thing for me where the ending almost seemed a little unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Also felt kind of bad because his dad would have had to wait a long time before he made enough money to buy that house. Yeah. And, Considering I mean, he wasn't even a college student. Yeah, and that, that least, was like heartbreaking in a multiple ways to hear that. You're like, oh, son. Like, even no. eight years is like which is like pretty fast to graduate and make that much make, money. To buy that house? Yeah. Yeah, like... 
they could barely even get themselves out of poverty. I don't know mm-hmm. what kind of job he's thinking he's going to get. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. It, so, in a way, talking about the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I don't know if, any of that, if that happened. That's like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I was surprised he lived. Mm-hmm. If someone is bleeding that much from their head, chances are, like, they're not making it. So, I, that was... I mean, you could even go back that far and wonder if Maybe that was real. Yeah. Maybe he died for real. Like, you know, there's a... Yeah. Which is, makes this movie even more interesting to me. So... But I don't know if we're even supposed to The possibility is that <laughs> happy ending was... Um, they gave us a happy ending, even if it was or was not real, because I think it's more um, viewer-friendly that way. Yeah. Like, imagine if he just really did just die, and the movie just ends with the father doing Morse code with the light, and nobody's watching. Yeah, like, it just shows it just shows the mom crying, looking at the urn of both her children, <laughs> exactly. and then it cuts to this Morse code in the house, yeah. and you see, you just see, barely see, like, the face of the dad in shadow from the stairs of the bunker. What kind of dark ass ending would that be? <laughs> that could have maybe like, that might have even be the original. That ending. it's always possible. I have to look more into and the then, film, but I mean, <laughs> like, and then the editor was like, no, the editor's like, you can't. Everyone's gonna go come out of this movie really angry. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the thing about <laughs> black comedies, right, is that yes, he, people are going in and like. You know, they know it's dark, they know it's dreary and, and everything, and, and they are laughing, but, yeah. you know, if it, the ending is too dark, I think there's a tendency for black comedies even to avoid endings that are too dark. Yeah, it has to be um, a little more lighthearted. There has to be some... comedy. Yeah. It has to end well. <laughs> there has to be some recompense for someone, somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. What, the sun living and... Um, reuniting and and re- even just like yeah even just carrying on and like the fact that they mm-hmm. go back to their apartment even though it's not or whatever the place they live the semi basement even if that's not a great place to live at least they have somewhere yeah. to live they're not like put out of their home I guess you know like so things are still rough but at least they have you know something and he maybe even has the hope that one day he'll mm-hmm. see his dad again. Even if that's the only part that's true, that's something compared yeah. to him di- just dying. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to say, because I just thought about it, big shout out to the poor wife for killing the guy with like the meat skewer with all the pheasants and birds, the roasted chickens. <laughs> I was like, dang, because I really thought she was going to die. And then she killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I like, mean, dang. That was... <laughs> dang, girl. Yeah. Also, can we talk about that rock for a second? Yeah, let's talk about that rock. <laughs> what? I mean, you... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I mean, it's quite an interesting thing for a college student to bring as a gift. Oh, it's like his grandfather. His grandfather. Yeah, and so it's like... And I wonder, you know, he kind of, the son kind of says, it keeps following me around, right? And then the movie fades out to some different scene. So I'm wondering, like, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Like, really would have to do a deep dive on that one because, and I the fact that he puts it back into the, I thought what it meant, like the, like, where'd you the even promise get the of, rock? Yeah. 
like, how did you get the rock back? Yeah, well, he found it in the apartment when it was flooded. He grabbed it. Oh, right. Yeah. So, because he was like, I have to keep this for some reason. Um, although it made sense to me because, you know. No, no. I mean, oh. after he got smashed with it. Oh, yeah. Good question. Maybe he died. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he um, actually died. That is like, actually a good question. Let's go back to that because you're right. Yeah. Like, you know, he's it's lying in the there. cellar. The rock is in the cellar. No one takes the rock after he gets smashed with it. Well, maybe the police might have taken it as evidence <laughs> or something. Oh, you're you're right. But I don't know if they oh. would give him that rock. <laughs> Dude, that makes me think none of that happened because if they found the rock, they found the entire cellar. No, no, they um, or the one or they the, didn't see the book. The book. The shelf. husband closed it again. For some reason, he closed it after. Oh, that's right. He busted him. But oh, yeah, the rock right. was just left next to him. Right. So they did go down to the basement, but not the cellar. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they. So somehow well, someone they found definitely it. went down there. And I guess the guy, the kid, was like, "Hey, can I have my rock back? <laughs> the rock that <laughs> even though it was me? evidence. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's no reason for the police to relinquish it to him. Well, I mean, I guess. I guess they would, because I guess they would have known who did it quickly but i feel like i don't know the police procedure maybe we're thinking too hard but i do wonder it is a question yeah Yeah, how did he get that how did he get the rock back um but i do you know i do know that when he i do think that when he was talking about how it keeps following him he's really talking about how his desperation really for wealth and material wealth for his family is the weight of infected his him yeah the, it's the weight he can't let it go because yeah. he's decided to pursue it over ethics and morals you know and like, clearly. yeah hard work whatever yeah he's he's clearly clinging to it right it keeps mm-hmm. it, it keeps and it's dragging him down clearly it drags him almost to his death yeah um and so that to me is is what that could mean and i don't i'm trying to think about yeah so like when he puts it back in its place he's like everything's right in the world again yeah which is like so you it would seem to me if you put the rock back in the, the in the river where i don't know that i don't think that's where it came from but i digress he's like letting it go so mm-hmm. it sounds like that would mean he's letting go of his desire for material wealth for his family mm-hmm. or something right or his obsession with it over ethics and morals and again i'm like even so, how do you expect to make money to buy this house? It's like still leaves us many questions. So yeah, I mean, I think one of the points that was really cool for me was their um, their obsession—not obsession, but their the tension put on how much they enjoyed looking out the window at the garden. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, because back at their house, all they looked at was some dude peeing in the alleyway. Dude peeing, yeah. <laughs> and that was their only view. Yeah while they ate or whatever and and that was interesting because that was like a criticism of the old housekeeper lady and her husband Mm -hmm. against the poor family they're like oh you don't even know how to enjoy this home if you had this wealth yeah all you do is get drunk and eat because if you think about it what did the poor family do for fun they enjoyed a beer together when celebrating yeah they ate ate heartily together they enjoyed that um and they just it seemed like the when they had a lot of riches, yeah, that's what they did with it. Yeah. They just indulged in the things they already enjoyed, but on a 
a more better view. Mature yeah. scale, right? It's and a better comfy. view. And and you know they're like, oh, we danced in the sunset, you know, and like yeah, because they didn't do anything else besides drink and eat a lot of snacks. Yeah. So. And, I mean, they were watching the rain, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, looking at the rain, drinking our whiskey. And they were like, you don't even appreciate the view of the sun, though. Yeah. And I was like, that's really interesting to, yeah, cause, you to know, get at them for. <laughs> I mean, not to out myself as a bougie or anything, <laughs> but I saw those Hermes bags. <laughs> yeah. And they could have just took those and sold it or something. Yeah. They would have made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> So it's really interesting to think about really what was there, what really drew them to such material wealth. Because mm-hmm. they really did do the exact same things that they did at home, just yeah. with a better view. I think this is the house. They wanted the house. Yeah. And maybe, like, the rich people and the poor people were all parasites of the house. Yeah, maybe it's the dang house. <laughs> it's the house. You know, South Korea... And housing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anywhere in housing, you know. Yeah. I guess, you know, they just wanted a place that was comfortable for their family. And a better view. And a really better view. Part, right? Isn't that just the goal? And that's just, that's just kind of, focusing on that aspect, I think, makes so many more scenes of the movie Ama- more mm-hmm. amazing and, and hilarious and and deeper meaning and more meaningful too like yeah they spent a lot of time on that view like yeah you know the you know the really awkward sex scene happens and like they don't they they their kids out there enjoying the view and they're like messing around and the yeah. poor family has to sit through it right in the middle uh, between those two things it's kind of interesting juxtaposition and oh, yeah. you know that's where the big fight goes down you know many multiple crazy yeah. fights go down there let's be honest and you know that's where they hatch their plans further and daydream you know well, and the father was like gardening and stuff yeah and like um there's one more scene like where um like yeah i just want to say the son was also like sleeping out there yeah so they really liked that garden. Yeah, and that's where the really, big yeah. that's where the big massacre takes place. Yeah. They you didn't know? really care about the rest of the house. Yeah, like, you know, they enjoy the bathroom the bathroom the nice bath watching T V and like the kitchen and the basement are prominent. But like there's very little time spent in any other room. The, yeah. The, the, the daughter's bedroom is really it. The only other room we even kind of see. Yeah, like the besides, son's room we yeah. see briefly. We see all this like Indian paraphernalia, which we don't even talk about cultural appropriation in here, but yeah. it speaks for itself. I think you I think you know, but it's like, anyways. Um, so really that room is, dom- is a dominant place for the ups and downs and shifts and 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 action to happen that's where everything goes down yes Um, the view the view of that garden it's Mm -hmm. the first thing we kind of see yeah i think that's the only thing they really cared about it's not like they went around driving their cars or putting on their clothes yeah that's what i thought i would see right like that's what i expected to see i'm like oh what are they gonna get into these wacky poor folks who are taking over this rich mansion there's gonna be there's gonna be a montage of like trying on all the fancy dresses oh like like, that episode of the simpsons where they move into mr burns mansion yeah I mean, speaking not like not to out myself, I don't know, 
but mm-hmm. um, I, my family once house sat for a woman who was much well off more well off than us and that's what we did we put on her records we oh, <laughs> like yeah. wore her like you know slept in her nice bed like looked at her balcony like we, oh yeah you know played her arcade machines you know like ate <laughs> food. like we were allowed to do those things <laughs> but Dang like her. even so like in her of bathtub course, you want to try all the amenities oh, but yeah. it was very interesting that that was the focal point i really think they're just looking for a better view <laughs> yeah and then what became of that view is just I think so wild. We're mostly just always cared about each other more than anything else. Yeah, like which that's... is why they did everything they did. Yeah, like the guy couldn't just be well off with his tutoring job just by himself. He wanted to get everyone else in his family in on the action. Yeah, it was almost not a second thought. To he him. cared about that more than anything else. Yeah, and you know that's why to me it was so surprising that the dad just ran off like that, leaving oh. his bleeding daughter and his like slashed up wife and like well i mean he chose not to leave them at first yeah well i mean like after he had stabbed the guy and then he just ran off i found that a little jarring but i mean not in like a bad way but it i did have a lot of questions after that but i was just like wow i can't believe he would do that yeah, I was like, I can't believe he would do that, but you're right. That's what the wife said. Yeah. And that's messed up. That's sad when yeah. you think about it. Um, but you're right. Like, when, when I talked about the things they enjoyed doing, it was laying around together, snacking and drinking whiskey. Like, yeah. The only thing that's missing you know, from something South Korean is a bucket of fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess they couldn't afford she It's not racist because it's true. <laughs> they couldn't afford she when they were, like, a poor family. You know? So maybe they were... That was the funny part, right? Is, like, they weren't even... I don't even know what they were eating. Oh, yeah. I don't Just, even like, think they snacks. were eating snacks. Like, one like, daughter chips. was accidentally eating the dog snacks. I know. That's, like, the funniest part is that they actually didn't even go eat for much higher snacks. class. They ate dog food. They ate, like, dog snacks and whiskey, which you can yeah. get cheap whiskey probably, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the wife, when she, the rich wife, when she called back, she was like, hey, there's, like, um you know beef in the fridge and it's like they didn't cook themselves up some nice barbecue beef or anything yeah (laughs) they just eat like probably convenience store snacks yeah like they really just they're nothing about them really changed in their daily activities it was just the setting yeah which was really interesting because that makes the whole thing even more damn you guys went off for what (laughs) they really devoted to each other yeah like (laughs) they just really loved each other yeah there's like we just like it's just this house like we could have this house like we could just yeah you know i mean that was one thing in the movie it was like wow their families are so supportive of each other Mm. it really was about that i think because like even if it's kind of weirdly weird thing for parents to support their children with Oh yeah, it was unquestionable. When yeah. when when the daughter printed out that fake diploma, oh, it was just like this is our moment. Our kids are awesome. Yeah. Like we're so proud. I think of that's them. like a big contrast with the rich family where they yeah. were like pressuring the daughter to study and yeah. trying to control the younger one. Yeah, there wasn't really a moment where the parents gave a lot of attention yeah or let alone praise to their children like yeah. just kind of tease the daughter a little yeah. bit because she's a teenage girl and that's <laughs> yeah. what happens i guess they were kind of more normal they weren't yeah. like they were strict just, and cold but yeah. they weren't 
like that. Yeah. <laughs> like the poor family. Yeah. So, yeah. Any extra thoughts before we wrap up? I don't know. I think that was really good. I think when we came out of it, I was just sort of processing everything for this moment, I guess. It was a dream. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It was a, oh my god, the, the son was in a coma. It was <laughs> a concussion. fever dream. Yeah. So. Dang, that was cold, though, when they just killed the housekeeper. Yeah, mm, when they threw her against the, when they threw her against the wall and all that stuff, I thought she was a goner, and she, she they just didn't let up on her. Let's be honest, what did she really do? What did she do wrong that she besides she be... built up a man who didn't deserve it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know what was wrong with her husband, her man, but he clearly couldn't well, support I guess he her besides was... loans. I mean, he seemed like he couldn't really walk very well. At some points, I don't know, just malnutrition, right? Let's call like, malnutrition because yeah. they barely ate. Matt would do that to your bones, I guess. But it was like, I don't know. They loved each other for some whatever was going on. But Yeah, they were very loyal to one another. I yeah. think that's one of the big points. Like, oh, these poor people sure are loyal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to their family. Yeah. And I guess that's all they got, so... Well, yeah. it's good to be loyal it was, too. It was a really interesting way to tell a story like that because you could mm-hmm. easily be really mushy and sentimental yeah. about it, and that would be a that would be a particular nothing wrong with that, but that would be a particular kind of film. And this was like a sort of different I, take yeah. on that. I family. do want to say to me, it seems a little forced where the father kills the husband, the rich husband. Yeah, I mean, I get when they set up the whole that trigger you yeah. can see him under the table when they're talking about the smell and starting to lose it but you it can see that kinda, seed like planted. he didn't seem like that guy who would stab someone because of his people thought he was smelly yeah he he it didn't seem like it would lead up to straight up stabbing him i thought they might fight <laughs> i thought yeah. he might fight him but stabbing yeah that was see that seemed to far uh, but from I, him but it, I suppose it was a way to end it, to make it make sense, and yeah. for him to be in hiding and all that stuff. Yeah. But it just seemed not really his character to just snap like that, yeah. but who knows. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. So I guess we'll wrap it up before this gets on too long. Anyway, yeah. everyone, thanks for listening. And? If you made it through this whole thing, wow, congratulations. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Because <laughs> this is gonna have minimal editing (laughs) so yeah so thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening see you next time bye